What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Talking! 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 Come on, you yellows. Flying high below this Wembley archway sky today. Welcome to the original. The Talker United Yellow Army podcast brought to you each week by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes of the Herald Express and Devon Live. We'll talk you through the latest news from Plainmore. We'll chat to the people making the news around the club. You can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, on Spotify and on iTunes. Welcome to the podcast. Chaos in the car park. Chaos in the car park. We're at Seal Hain. It's a busy old car park. I'm not quite sure how we're going to get out. It's like Jenga yeah. here today. Yeah. We came in when it was empty. And now it's full. Now it's full. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how I'm going to get out, but um, we'll manage. I might, I might be here a while. Yeah. Uh, two very different games to talk about this week. Oh, we have, don't we? A yeah. disappointing defeat on Saturday, which made everybody... I've written that a few times this ring week. their hands. <laughs> disappointing defeat. And then a very convincing win, which you've also yeah. written yeah. Uh, yeah. on Tuesday night. A game when simply, as we said before, um, the press conference, when every Talk United player on the pitch was better than, um, than his other half, than, he, than his counterpart in the Farnborough side. That was a thumbs up from Dave. That was a thumbs up from Dave. Night, always nice to see Dave. Dave. Good see luck, you later. Good luck getting out of the car park, Dave. It's like Jenga in here. <laughs> they've spotted a window of opportunity there we go so we it's not gary johnson today no it's not we've chatted to aaron downs this does morning it feel weird saying conference. on the other side of and then it's not gary johnson i'll let you know in a minute okay. uh gary's busy gary's I, I did it the other week when you were away yeah it felt weird <laughs> gary's busy aaron's taking the press conference this morning answering questions on Avely, on farnborough on chelmsford and interestingly, uh, something that we'll come on to afterwards uh, on Brett McGavin. Yeah. Um, but Project McGavin. Project McGavin. Um, we'll be back on the other side of Aaron Downs. Feel weird? Feels weird. So, Aaron, if uh, we look back for a moment on Tuesday night's victory over Farnborough, 3 0 win, obviously goals for the strikers, clean sheet, not much better, uh, Yeah, it was, a, it was a good night, a good evening. As the, 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 the manager alluded in his interview, it was a good night for the club. Um, supporters and players uh, and staff. You know, it was a, it was a really good night. So we uh, put a good account of ourselves. We we knew we had to pass the ball better than what we had done previously, and and we've been winning a few games without the performance necessarily being as good as what we would like uh, and hope. And especially after Saturday uh, against Avery, we you know credit Avery they were really good on the day. But ourselves, we knew we needed a, a reaction, and the boys were fantastic, and they put in a good performance um, and a good reaction and uh, and showed what a good side we can be. So it was nice to win the game, but also play well, um, which we've been wanting and, and hoping for and we've been trying um, our hardest to get out of the players uh, and they really uh, showed what they've got. And uh, It stands us in good stead moving forward. It gives us a lot of confidence to show that we've got a, that kind of game in us. So yeah, it was really pleasing. One of the things that the uh, gaffer alluded to at full time was that 
uh, the team had earned the right to get that result. Now, that, that doesn't mean that there's obviously lack of effort in any other games, but it's sometimes about doing the right things. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Uh, yeah, it's because um, we've just gone through all the stats from previous game. We actually we worked harder on Saturday than we did Tuesday as far as physical output, um, which sometimes coincides with chasing in sort of negative running, what we call you know negative running where you're chasing the opposition and, and you're working hard because you don't have the ball because you're not keeping the ball uh, long enough. So we were really focused on um, uh, the way we passed the ball and where we passed it and the areas we're passing and so that was really pleasing that that was able to come out. Um, a slight tweak in, 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 in formation which helped I think especially against the opposition but overall throughout the way we played. So and earning the right is getting on seconds, I'm doing the, the nitty gritty stuff, which is really important to allow our game to, to flourish. And the boys won first contact, second contact, really good. Uh, and then we were able to play in the right areas and mix up our game. It wasn't just one dimensional. We had a, a few different various to it. With the players we've got in our squad, we're able to utilize their strengths during the game, which, which was key. So it was a really, as I said, really pleasing performance um, from our boys and, um, you know, it, it, as I said, it gives us really good confidence moving forward. You talk about uh, keeping hold of the ball, and brings us nicely on, on to the next point, is of the performances of Brett McGavin, Tom Lapsley, Will Jenkins-Davis in that uh, midfield engine room, and also a, a, a nice cameo from Ryan Hansen as well when he came on. That couldn't have come at a better time with the current absence of Kevin Dawson and Asa Hawkins. Yeah, it's good. You know, we, we, uh, we put an extra man in the midfield to, to give us a, a few... Um, you know, uh, sort of differences from what we've had recently, uh, and I thought Brett was was really good. Uh, was was really good, passed the ball well, and it's nice for him to, to be able to play uh, in a um, uh, in a game where we dominated the ball, and he was able to get on the ball and, and use his strength. So uh, we've always had the belief in in Brett uh, as as he has in himself. So it's it's nice to see that come to fruition. Uh, but I thought. Overall, you know, it's it's hard to pick one person from the night. Um, we don't want to we don't want to make a big thing about um, one good game that we've played because there's a lot of games still to go and a big season uh, ahead. <clears throat> but everybody on the night performed to a, a real good um, standard, and that's for, you know for us for them is um, important for us to say that's the the level you know that we've got to expect every week. So really happy and must say it's, it's you know the, the pitch was fantastic which allowed us to play that way. Um, so it was really well prepared as it has been all season. But uh, it was a really good night for, for football. A lot's been made in the national media recently about the uh, a lot of injury time in, in a lot of games and that, that was the case again at Playmore on Tuesday. The one person seems to be taking advantage of it most is, is Aaron Jarvis who's scored an injury time of all three uh, home victories so far. He's a really important player for this side, isn't he? Yeah, he definitely is. Uh, you know, and his fitness levels are very good, uh, which allows him to uh, cause havoc late on in games when when uh, he's ran the, the defenders ragged and they're all tired and knackered, and he's still bright and breezy and, and able to uh, to cause issues late on in games. So that's credit to him and his fitness levels and his um, and his energy levels. Um, but it is, you know, it is prevalent these extra minutes and extra time and we've got to adjust accordingly and I think we've played it quite well recently with with regards to that and we understand that it's just how it is now you know we can't moan we've just got to uh, adapt our training methods in order to make sure the boys are, are fit enough late on in games 
it's come to fruition, fruition a few times for us, so it's uh, it's been good. But it's great to see the side finishing so strongly uh, again. And uh, yeah. another thing that the, the gaffer alluded to is, is that Chelmsford are one of the sides that he said are going to be one of the teams to watch out for. He's seen them recently uh, against Hemel Hempstead. And actually, when you've got up against these sides, and there's so many that are uh, very tight at the top, no one's breaking away yet, the home advantage is going to be really important, is it? Another great show for me, Army on Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah, fantastic um, from, from the home support. And really appreciate them. They, they, we really appreciate them very much. Uh, and their uh, sort of voice and their enthusiasm is really infectious to our players. So it's, it's key that that carries on. So I appreciate, we do appreciate that. And Chelmsford are a good side. Uh, they are a good side. They, they uh, for one reason or another, they played Saturday and Monday. I think it's to do with their, their stadium. Uh, so they had a quick turnaround. Gives them an extra day's rest, but they had one day less, um, obviously, for their, their home game on the Monday. But they're a very good side. You know, playoff team last year and, and in and around it this year, I'm sure they will be, and they are at the minute. Uh, they've got uh, a way of playing. Robbie's done a fantastic job with the... With his, with his recruitment because he lost a f quite a few key players at the back end of last season um, with the success they got. But unfortunately, that happens to all of us, us included. When you are successful, you do lose um, some key players and that happened to them. But he's recruited well again this year. He's got some good players uh, in his squad. Um, one or two will be missing for our game, um, but he's got ready-made replacements within his squad to come in and, and do a job. So. He's done a fantastic job, Robbie, and um, it will be a tough game for us, but it's down to um, us to make sure that we're prepared, we're ready, and that we can go out and put in a performance again um, that will allow us to get a, a positive outcome for, outcome for us. Rather. I'm good. Thank you, Aaron. Um, Luke Pearce, another player who had a bit of a cameo on Tuesday night. It looks yeah. like there's a lot more to come from him. Yeah, definitely. Luke's uh, someone we've we've known about for two years. Two years, in fact. Uh, he, he puts on the scene in the 21s, quite a young age. Uh, done done really well. Um, so we have monitored his his progress, and it was an opportunity that we were able to take um, with him. And um, he he was quite happy with um, when we spoke to him about the role we feel he's got. We said we're definitely going to get your minutes, um, but we've got two strikers in. in Brad Ash and Aaron Jarvis, and we might play different different stages, but he's definitely going to get minutes and, and time, and he's going to be key for us moving forward. Um, and it was good that when he came on, that uh, that he made a really good impression to the home supporters. Uh, and I thought he put himself about. He, he worked really hard. We know he's got those those characteristics as far as his work rate and his enthusiasm to to um, drive us up the pitch. And barring one or two passes to him, he was he was close to getting a runaway um, sort of opportunity. It was just one or two things didn't quite work out. But he he had a really good uh, performance. We felt, and it was a perfect time to bring him on with his pace and his fitness levels. Um, and he also put in a couple of good tackles as well, right yeah. on pop side. So it's always a good way to make yourself um, uh, liked by the uh, home support if, you, if you're putting yourself about right in front of the, yeah. the, the those those supporters. And you must also be pleased that um, that Brad and Aaron are gelling so well together. Four goals each now. It's really become it's becoming quite a partnership, isn't it? Yeah, very good. And one thing that me uh, and the gaffer were really pleased with was the the, the combinations between them as well. We're, you know, the managers always harp on about um, strike 
partnerships passing to each other and assisting and assist is just as good as a goal and for, for Jarvis to assist Brad in his goal, uh, which is really good, you know, so and we're really happy with them too. And we knew they were gonna, you know, suit each other. It's almost little and large back to the throwback old days, but uh, they're a they're a good combination, they're a threat for any team and it's our job as staff and as as the players behind them to to feed them and to give them the opportunity to get those opportunities and Tuesday night the boys did that really well they both had a couple of opportunities and both got themselves a, a goal and um, a good performance so really happy with them too definitely thank you um, Lewis Collins what's uh, is that a you tell me Dave you just spoke to him <laughs> no <laughs> you seen him come along no he's, he, he should be fine should yeah be fine. It's, it's not a major issue with him no no no, no, no it was no, only no, a minor no. thing it was something that he felt in the uh, Slough game yeah. um, a couple of weeks ago, and then with such a short turnaround period, yeah, over the bank holiday, yeah, yeah playing yeah. again and again, he just he just felt to uh, nothing major, but just a, a tweak, just enough to keep him out for probably these last two games. Okay, uh, but he should be fine. And um, should we change that? in the fairly near future? Yeah, and Finley Krask uh, similar or is that Finn's the same real minor issue. Right, uh, it was a, a, a kick. Uh, sorry, roll. He's rolled his ankle on the, on the AstroTurf at Averley. Right. Um, uh, Happen on those pitches. Yeah. Uh, if you're just just not quite right in your in your foot, it no. does go over. Quite comes a bit stick. It was really sticky, uh, the pitch. So fine. he just tweaked his ankle there. And no real major issue. No. Should be fine. And how did Dean come out of? Obviously, you took him up. To, you took Mox off near the end of the um, Farnborough game. Was that a, a planned? A, yeah, yeah. We, we knew in Dan Martin we've got a ready-made replacement. Sure. And Dan's fit and, and and fine. And Dan just needed. Dan was feeling his hamstring previously uh, in the um, Avery game. Uh, yeah. But again, that was sort of planned to play Dan sort of seventy and Mox twenty to build his minutes up. And then it was a good opportunity to get Mox back into the yeah. the side, albeit at reduced minutes because he's not really had a pre-season Mox. So we're building him up as we go and. You can see on the night how important he is to our, our squad, our yes. team. Yeah, and um, uh, Dylan Crow is he unlucky not being in the squad? Or yeah, just unlucky. Fine. You know, Crowe's yeah, Crowe's fine, fit, healthy, ready to go, and he's played some you know, minutes this season for us, and and he's absolutely ready when called. Yeah, and um, we were last time we were chatting, I think, just running the rule over Aza. Um, there's still not an operation happening with him. No, no, no operation. No, 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 no. he's progressing really well. Um, again, it was a, a, a innocuous rolled ankle. And Situation similar sort of thing. With yeah, him. so yeah, he's, yeah. he's nothing's changed. Not many miles away. No, um, no, but he's still not quite ready. No, no. It's weird. There was one or two rooms flying around on Tuesday night. People were saying, "Oh, he's got to have an operation." I was going, "Really?" <laughs> um, so no situation similar with him. And, yeah, it's, it's good. And is Kevin able to do any? Anything yet, uh, Dorse? Yeah. Is, um, yeah, Dorse is doing a lot. <laughs> he's right. doing three sessions a day. So he's working very hard, you know, uh, between uh, Regan and Noel. The, the, yeah. Is this upper really body stuff, or can he run yet? Or, or? He can't run yet, but no. he's, um, it's sort of, uh, there's, there's, a, there's a time period where you can't really do a lot. No. And then once you hit that time period, um, six weeks, um, you can really, the intensity can go up, and he's past that now. So right. he's, He's uh, he's getting a lot more work, and things will increase, you know, a lot in the next sort of couple of weeks. So he's he's progressing well. Good, progressing well, mm -hmm. and yeah, doing a lot of work. 
just with next week's newspaper deadline in mind, can yeah. I just quickly ask about the FA Cup draw? Um, can, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's obviously big for Tim Sills, the the old sort of connection and stuff. Yeah. Is, does that mean anything to talk United or is it just go there and do a job? Both. It's double-edged sword. You, you have to be, you know, um, mindful of that. You know, it'd be naive to, to not think about the uh, sort of uh, how much Sills will want to win the game. Yeah, of course he will. And what it will mean to him and, and, and our supporters. They'll be really... They'll be really looking forward to going back and seeing such a popular figure yeah. at this football club. Um, you know, we've some key moments over the years. Obviously, we all remember the, the header at Wembley. So, uh, it would be really uh, naive of us to not be, you know, um, aware of that. But at the same time, it's really important we um, we let the players know that it's, it's you know, it's a, a competition that we want to progress in, <laughs> and we have a role to do. We have to uh, try and block out the noise um, and and progress in the competition. So we have to be respectful of, of Tim Sills's um, history of the football club, but at the same time, do our role and, and progress through. So um, we'll be very um, <laughs> warm with Tim before and after, but during it is, is really important that we progress through the, the competition to, to us, to the supporters, to the club, um, to the players. Great. Is that is that that's that's not an all weather pitch, is it or not? No, it's grass. <laughs> yeah, it's grass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, on on that sort of wider topic, just to finish with it, the, the we've been playing on all weather pitches for quite a long time now, haven't we? You know, we all we all know that we haven't got one. I don't think for a little while, have we? Or, or we've next got week? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, He's. said. Next oh, how about playing on all weather yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. I didn't realise that they were one. Yeah. Um, we, we, you know, you and Gary always say the right things, and look, it's not, you know, there is no excuses here. We, 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 we train on it, etc., etc., etc. You've seen uh, two games now on uh, away from home. What's your take on how the home teams who play on these pitches actually approach them? Because sometimes you, you'd think that they would pass it to death on a pitch like that, and very often they don't. Is 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 it is it something that clubs like us still, no matter how hard you try, tr still that there's a there's a uh, something in the back of your mind of, of, of we're playing on one of these again uh, today and and, uh, and and is it almost inevitable when you get two different services in the same the, the, the same division? Yeah, no. I mean, you approach it as if. Um, it definitely is different. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't get away from that. It's no. definitely a different surface. It's it makes for a different game. Of course it does. Uh, and the teams that play on it regularly, to a degree, have an advantage. Uh, but I would much. You ask any footballer, they would much rather play um, on grass and play the odd game on an astro. So even though they play on it week in week out I'm sure they would much rather look forward to come to play more on a nice pitch than play each week uh, on an Astro so from a player's point of view you, you would much rather play on grass every week from a club's point of view you can understand why they've got them financially um, for the community it, it all makes a really big difference to, to the I'd say the wider community and for the finances of the football, football club so it's beneficial for, for teams to be doing that I understand it 
But there's no getting away from the fact that injury records on them pitches are a lot more, uh, especially non-contact injuries as far as ankles, knees, um, ligaments and things like that, uh, because it's not, it's a foreign surface. So those, those contexts to take into consideration um, when you're putting a pitch down that your <laughs> injury bill might be higher. But I think as far as we understand, they've been around a long time, as you just said. So as far as approaching going away to it, I don't feel there's a massive negative in everybody's head. It is one of them that I don't want to be disrespectful to any club, but you have to go to some clubs that you'd rather not go to than others, i.e. facilities at some clubs are a lot less than some other clubs in this division or the division above. So it's when you go somewhere where pitch is really bobbly and bad, change rooms are small and cold, it's middle of winter, you know, they used to say Stoke on a Tuesday night in December, you know, like, could Messi do it there, could, you know, like, things like that. So, it's only the same situation, You, it's just a mindset you've got to get around and get over. Uh, so, and those pitches are fine, because generally, I mean, for instance, Avery, the setup, the change rooms, the, 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 the ground itself and everything was spot on, it was perfect, slough the same. Really nice, really welcoming, warm club. Um, and but then you've got a, an astral turf pitch to, to can can you know to deal with. You know, so is it any different to going to you know a, a, a lower league club um, in the FA Cup with a grass pitch, <laughs> but it's not been mowed for two days, three days, whatever, and the change room's tiny. So you understand what I'm saying? Yes, yeah. it's, it's it's only a mindset thing. Yeah, yeah. Interesting chat. With Aaron Downs. Yep. Um, Dave. I'll tell you what, that's close. Dave's window of opportunity. He's got a serious look on his face, look. He does. If he bends Dean Moxie's car, <laughs> or Kevin Dawson's car, or somebody else's car, he's going to have a lot of answering to do at the next press conference. Can he get out that way? Yeah, there is. There is a window oh, of opportunity right, okay. there. He's, he's gone. He's done it. He's made it. Well, there was a bit of tension building up yeah. there. I hope you felt that. Yeah. Um, um, so, to get HMS bounce back, as my daughter likes to okay. call it, is, yeah. um, is on the waves again after Tuesday night. Let's deal briefly with last Saturday. The game at Averley, I only saw the highlights. Your um, Averley who, as you knew it would, <laughs> um, came back to bite yeah. you there. I mean, I don't believe in that stuff, but you know, it, it was written with tongue in cheek, <laughs> wasn't it? And, uh, and by all accounts, they played very, very well. The club, is run very well yeah. and uh, like, like Aaron just said they they were a good team they were a good yeah. club and they I the mean top of the league top of the league they're going well um, there, there was some to not yourself obviously but there were some talking United supporters who didn't cover themselves in glory with um, oh we've just lost to a village side a pub team mm. etc which doesn't really read well and doesn't keep well when you've uh, lost a game like that it's hard to put your finger on why I think I Something can. Something like that happens. <laughs> Go on. I think it's their pitch. <laughs> now, we've lost two games on the road in the last couple of weeks that have been frustrating. And yeah. Uh, yeah. We lost it. We only lost once on the road. Lost yeah, sorry, home, sorry. I was, I was double thinking that as I was talking it. But but, but, the, but we struggled draw, a bit. The draw at Dover was a, a pitch Dover. issue. Um, Slough was a yeah. pitch issue. Yeah. Um, although we... Yeah, we came away okay from there but it was a it wasn't a great performance 
Averley wasn't a great performance. Um, I don't know how much you can prepare for. That. I mean, we've just spoken to, to to Aaron, haven't we? At length about about plastic pitches, uh, the differences between the pitches yeah. that, are, that are artificial. No two um, are the same, are and, they? and you know he quite rightly pointed out that you can go to a grass pitch and it can be bobbly and you go you can come to play more and it's a completely different affair so you know it's not just differences between no. plastic pitches and uh, and grass it's differences between grass and grass and plastic and plastic but having said that i don't think we cope with them very well no it, it's it's a different game i said i mean aaron did touch on it just now you'll have just heard that but yeah it is a different game uh, and the, the dynamics for the players mm. are different. There's a risk of rolling your ankle on these pitches because they're grippy in a way that grass isn't. We've all played at a much, much lower level on plastic pitches yeah. and, and they're not the same, are they? You no, don't get the same a, it's, bounce. It's a different game, it really it is, is. Yeah, it is. But there you go, for credit to Avely, good side, top of the league, deserve to be there. They'll take some shifting. Yeah, they're going to take some shifting. They're going to take some because shifting. Because they, they, they got beaten the other day and they bounced right back. So, a sign of a good team, mm. like Torquay. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, they, they're a side. They've, they're like Sutton in a way, aren't they? Nobody thought Sutton were going to be the team to worry Not about that in the season, National no. League that season. And no. uh, Avely may turn out to be the Sutton of National League. I mean, interesting. Sutton had to rip up their plastic pitch after mm. winning promotion to the Football League because the Football League t still don't allow plastic pitches. There are, there's obviously a reason for that. So, <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, I, true. I completely understand the argument that, that that smaller teams can make money out of being, you know, hiring yeah. out their plastic yeah. pitch all day and every day, and, and and it's good for the community. I do get that. So there is a there is a point, I suppose, uh, when you get to this level where, yeah, you've got to allow them. Well, yeah, and you look at the, the economics of the fact, you look at Torquay's, they're, they're right next to the Spires Academy, mm. who do not have any sports pitches. No. If, and personally, I, I wouldn't want them to do it, but if Torquay went artificial pitch, there'd be instantly a tie-up with the school next door, which would be quite lucrative, I imagine. So, you know, it does, well, in I those sort of circumstances, it makes sense. I think if Clark gets his uh, out-of-town stadium or whatever you want to call it, that that would almost certainly be a plastic pitch yeah. because commercial commercially it makes sense to have one. It does. Uh, Avely, Mark Holstead. Yeah. Mighty, mighty yeah. again. I, uh, the highlights are full of Mark Holstead's yeah. saves. The Talkie United match highlights on the website this season have kind of been a showreel for Mark Holstead after <laughs> now, haven't they? <laughs> I hope no one's watching. Yeah, no one with influence. But he's, um, yeah, he had another terrific game, another goal for Brad Ash. Yep. Um, let's move on to Tuesday because it was much, much better. Yeah. Uh, Gary, what did he say? He loved watching his team on Tuesday. I yeah. I think he said that. Yeah. And you could see that. If he'd been on press conference duty this morning, I'd have asked him. He was collar and tie on Tuesday night as well. He was. He? he had a suit jacket on. Yeah. Yeah, suit, collar and tie. It's the first time I've seen him. Seen him like that. He's probably going to have to wear that again now, isn't he? Yeah. Superstition. He wasn't wearing it today. Otherwise. Walking around the, the training field with his not. phone glued to his ear. But uh, it was a collar and tie game for Gary. Two goals for Aaron Jarvis. First one. A fair play to the chap. The, the old um, cliche. The bloke behind me on the pop side. When Ollie Tomlinson got the ball. In defence, somebody actually yelled, "Run with it!" <laughs> uh, and he did. Mm -hmm. uh, he moved into the opposition half. He fed a lovely ball to Jarvis. Uh, again, I recommend it if you haven't seen it. Jess's pitch side videos are 
a really good addition to the club's coverage now. The pitch side video of Jarvis's goal actually shows much more quality in the finish than the up high video yeah. does. Goalkeeper could have done much better, but when you get a ball pinged at you that hard, that hard, yeah, it's uh, got a strike. And this is left footed strike as well. Left isn't it? foot strike, yeah. terrific goal. Uh, the second goal, Brad Ash's goal in front of the family stand. Brad Ash, little bit of a mix up with again with the goalkeeper in yep. the defence. Very unselfish from Jarvis. Yeah, laid it, the ball off to Ash. Off to him. Yep. Ash had just hit the post as well mm -hmm. with a, an effort from a similar kind of a distance. Got that. They hit the post. Cracking shot. shot that was. Ollie Robinson, I think he was called. What a shot. That, yeah. that post is probably still moving. Yeah, still wobbling. It's still <laughs> wobbling as we speak. Uh, and then a penalty. That was a soft penalty. Um, it was soft, wasn't it? Was it? Soft. I mean, we it was. At the end of the day, we didn't need it to win the game, but we got it anyway got in the it. 98th minute. Um, and the lads, I, I wonder the lads got if. Sent off, yeah, though. I wonder if Jarves could have just had a shot anyway. <laughs> he might well have done, but I'm not. I'm absolutely not going to um, <laughs> quibble about that. Uh, another. They they had ridiculous amount of yellow cards so someone was going to have to go they at did. some point was it seven yellows i think it was eight if you yeah i wrote two. ten i got carried away i wrote ten report but um I'll, i think it was eight if you include the two yeah they picked up a lot of yellows yeah. uh it was another it was a 105 minute game was it there were five minutes added on at the end of the first yeah. half there were 10 added on by uh, by the time we'd finished yep. at the end of the second so it's another long long game of football all Jarvis's home goals have come in extra <laughs> time. time. Yeah, we're playing gasball. Yeah, they play basketball in ball. the cricket. They play basketball in the cricket. We're now playing gasball. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, late late goals. We're wearing teams down, which we should be. Uh, and three nil, I thought was a fair reflection yeah. of the game. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we, once we scored, we were never in trouble. No. Things that we like to see then in the Farnborough game: Dean Moxie's first start mm -hmm. of the season. Obviously getting captain. back to fitness, captain, good game, obviously a good game, uh, played wide on the left. There's that kind of assurance about his play, yeah. isn't there? And yeah. the other players look to him for foot on the ball, yeah. calm it down, play the right pass and start again. It, it's good to see him back in the side. And let's talk about Brett McGavin. Now, while I was away... Yep. Um, Project McGavin was launched. Yeah, uh, so when the last time we spoke to Aaron instead of Gary was at the South Devon College training ground and um, uh, he spoke about Project McGavin and trying to get more out of the player that he, yeah. that he and Gary believe there is more to get out of. Um, so obviously Project McGavin is, is, is moving in the right direction. It is, he had a really good game on Tuesday night. This is a player that, you know, if you if you don't use social media, and I know some of our older listeners probably don't, but <laughs> he's I didn't. had horrendous trolling, bullying yeah. abuse from some people who say they're talking United fans but clearly aren't uh, on social media. Because if you're a talking United fan, you don't subject one of your own players to the kind of nonsense that Brett McGavin's had to put up with. Now, if Brett McGavin has that has any sense he won't have looked at social media but I bet he has because everybody does and people it's do their business place sometimes, isn't it? it's a toxic place um, and to see him finish the game with a smile on his face on Tuesday and a standing ovation a as he standing went ovation having played really really well in that foot on the ball holding midfielder yeah. with a bit of time about him yeah 
um, that role that we expected him to play when he came into the club, and he has done on and off. It was it was a they 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 tweaked the formation slightly to to yeah. have two midfielders playing alongside yeah. McGavin. So Tom Lapsley and and, and Will uh, Jenkins Davis, who I thought had a good game as well, he did have a good game. Um, they they kind of aided that yeah. possibility of giving McGavin a bit more time on the ball. And when he plays with that kind of spa- empty space around him, he's got the presence of mind to play the right ball. Yeah. He plays simple balls. He didn't do anything flashy. He played the ball simply forwards. And yeah, he was just sorry. I was slightly distracted by fly. Was, was it, it a fly? Was. I don't know. Oh, it was it was it was a creature. You should never wave a wasp away. By it's the come way. back, look. It has come back. I it think it's a fly. Um, because they release a pheromone that attracts other wasps. If you flap at them. What are you? You're a hoverfly. No, it's, it's just a, a fly. It's a little fly. It's just a fly. Um, so, yeah, success on every level on Tuesday night. Luke Pierce, I liked the look of when yeah. he came on yeah, yeah, off yeah. the bench. He played on, on the left wing on Saturday, and that didn't really work I don't think that, that they were struggling to find a way of winning that game anyway yeah. so um, he came on what 20 minutes to go 30 minutes 20 minutes to go and he, he looked good and he, and he made like like Aaron said he a couple of good tackles they in were. front of the pop side and you, you're quite they popular were. already yeah they, they were cut he, he threw himself into a couple of tackles won the ball fair and square yep. and got up and, and played the, yeah interesting to hear Garen so that they'd known about him for two years and probably yeah. trying to get him for two years yeah. so let's time is know, now and, and uh, as Aaron says then we'll, we'll give you minutes so yeah. you can expect yeah. to see more of him uh, as an impact player from the bench he looks decent and we may need him on we Saturday may. when yeah. Chelmsford yeah the Chelmsford the birthplace birth birth of my mother is it really well, she, she was from Woodford yeah. Green Woodford Green Woodford Green uh, so that was the local Hospital, yeah. Uh, they're one place and one point behind us. Yep. They're unbeaten away from home. Yep. So they're going to be tough. Yeah, they are going to be tough. Tougher than I I first assumed when I looked at the table at the start of the season. We seem to be playing all these teams at the top of the league. Yeah. Early on, Aveley, might be good Worthing, yeah. Chelmsford. We haven't played yeah. Bath yet. Um, so I mean that's still to come if we play like we played on Tuesday night I don't think there's a, a team that can really touch us no. but it's just getting that consistency of playing like that the uh, player that we have in common with Chelmsford at the moment is Jazzy Barnum Bob what came in name. under Gary Harris yeah. he went off injured in their draw Did at the Oval so we might not so see him so we might not see him and their um, their assistant manager at Chelmsford is called Mickey Spillane is he? same name as the writer of uh, yeah. American Pulp Cop that's weird, isn't novels. it? Mickey, unless it's the same Mickey Spillane, you'd be oh, quite let's old hope by it now. Is, yeah. Uh, the, the the thing is, you have to wonder. Did did, did his parents know what they were doing? Must they have, must have. Must known. have done. Must have done. It's it's a, a distinguished name, as having read a few. And Mickey also, Spillane's. I get. I I guess he was a Michael, so so he's chosen to go <laughs> down that route as well. <laughs> but yeah, so the assistant manager, Mickey Spillane. Yeah. We like that. We like that a lot. So looking forward to that game. They always look forward to a game on a Saturday, but Chelmsford, it's a different uh, challenge to Farnborough. I think Chelmsford, I'm expecting Chelmsford to be a better side mm-hmm. than Farnborough. As we say, no disrespect to Farnborough, immediately pain and disrespect, but you know what I mean, I'm expecting more from Chelmsford than we saw from Farnborough. Yeah. Um, so yeah, good. should be a good game. Can't yeah. see any reason why we can't win it though. 
interesting to hear that the players who are slightly injured aren't long-term injured some, some good some yeah some Lewis good Collins um, is okay. Lewis Collins it sounds like he's going to be available for Saturday Finley Crask Finley Crask the same uh, Dan Martin Dan Martin is alright um, obviously we've, we've spoken about uh, Moxie he's, he, he's come back mm-hmm. and even as we're not going to see him this Saturday but Asa Hall seems to be quite close to, to, moving to making in right moving in the right direction yeah, yeah. and Kevin Dawson is doing a lot of work so yeah. he's hit that period of his uh, his convalescence where he's now working very hard and Dylan De Silva sat on the bench on yep. s- on Tuesday didn't get a game nope. on Tuesday I think all the Plainmore fans are looking forward to seeing a bit more of Dylan yeah he's not done it yet has he since no, he's come he back he hasn't really he's only come on off the bench uh, he, started, and he started he started, he started uh, yeah started the last game yeah. so uh, not the last game the, the Saturday game so and, and didn't cover himself in glory so whether he's just not up to speed yet no, I, 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 I'm looking forward to seeing some more of Dylan the pop side love him they sing his, sing his name even if he's not they on do. the bench they absolutely do the uh, Southwest Mini League yes it's, it's taken yep, it's taken on. off um, at the moment um, Yeovil are very much on top of that they've won uh, both of their games right they won at 3-2 at Western Supermare on Tuesday night uh, okay. goal scorers included Jamie Sendles White and Frank Nublay yeah so that's that can be interesting when we play them, isn't it? Yeah, not not really looking forward to that. Game. <laughs> uh, Western Supermare have got three points in their two games, and Torquay three points from their one game at yeah. the moment. The other results in the Southwest Mini League on Tuesday: Chippenham three, Taunton three, Truro one, Bath one. Yeah. One great thing to come out of Bath, by the way, um, Alex Fletcher. Mm-hmm. He's playing again. He's he's playing. He came on as a sub against Hampton Richmond. Excellent stuff. Bear in mind that it's not that long ago that after colliding with the pitch side advertising board, he spent five days in a coma. He pretty much had to learn to walk again, and he's now playing football for a team. And I struggled to get out of bed some mornings. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, he's he's got loads of painting and talky connections. Alex, yeah. we're delighted yeah. to see Alex didn't they, back. Yeah. Plymouth. Wouldn't it be great to see him establish himself back in that side again yeah. as they push for He's playoffs. a good player. He's he a good is player. a good player. I mean, he, he went there from Tiverton after signing for Tiverton following his release by Plymouth and he, he was outstanding for Tiverton. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, an event that's happening at Plainmore on Sunday afternoon, the mm-hmm. afternoon for Holmesy. Oh, yes. Uh, Paul Holmes. Uh, this is happening in Boots and Laces, by the way, from 2 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Paul Holmes, who was... Uh, a Fullback at Torquay went on to play for Everton with some distinction. Played for various other teams. Played in the Premiership for Everton. Yeah, he did he played for Torquay between '88 and '92, and then came back. Yeah, in '99 and, and '03. He, he, he had the most lovely left, a uh, right-footed ping of a ball across pitch. He did. He, there was a point in that team where he, I think he was in Kevin Hodges' team, um, where he was taking all the corners. Yeah, and he would few times we saw him just doing doggies across the pitch a corner from the left would go out he'd have to go across the take from the right yeah. he'd have to go across the take from the left he was the absolute dead ball expert it's hot isn't it guy I'm sweating here yeah. <laughs> just a bit on the warm side you're just worried about being able to get out of this car yeah yeah uh, he's had a cancer diagnosis yeah Holmesy. Um, so you know the players are rallying around they're doing their bit for him 
Darren Moore is involved Sunday afternoon Paul Hall Sean Joyce Russell Musker and yep. more there's an auction with some fabulous lots in it yep. that's all on the Talk United Club website it's ticket only so go and have a look on the club website get yourself a ticket and play a part in that as a way of helping somebody who's got Talk United he was a nice bloke Paul yeah. I, mean, I was working for the, around the club at the time and he was a really nice bloke Talk United women have been in action they this have. week um, they've gone up a, le a level haven't they yeah. and they're still finding their feet at this new level they lost yeah. at uh, Wall Park on Sunday they went 2-0 up against Moneyfields what a strange name for a football club that is Moneyfields by the way yeah I mean it is a club that has men's teams as well but the, the women's team seem to play at quite a high level for, for the size of the club Emma Hollingsworth scored twice for Torquay put them 2-0 up at Wall Park uh, and then Moneyfields came back and beat them 5-2 and the women lost at Exeter uh, last night. Yeah. Again, quite a heavy defeat. Don't read anything into it. It's early, early, early in the doors. season. Um, good to see them in action again. Good to see them playing at Wall Park. Yeah. Where I was on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Did you enjoy that? I really, four I penalties. really enjoyed four penalties. Brixham beat Helston 3 1. Helston are still top of the table. Yeah. They stay top of the table just ahead of Falmouth. Uh, but Brixham and Buckland, to be fair, are working their way gradually up, up the that Western up the table. Premier yeah, table. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, four penalties. The first was awarded after 22 seconds. <laughs> to, uh, talking Brixham's first attack, um, penalty awarded. Charlie Johansson puts them 1-0 up. Mm -hmm. uh, three quarters of the way through the first half, Helston are awarded a penalty, which Grant Fisher saves quite magnificently. An agile dive to the left. <laughs> Grant Fisher saves it and then in injury time at the end of the first half Brixham get awarded another penalty which Charlie Johansson tucks away for 2-0 yeah. into the second half Helston are awarded their second penalty for a foul down in front of the houses down at the far end of the pitch they score this one mm -hmm. it's 2-1 and then Brixham score the third goal which didn't cross the line Rich it didn't did it? not cross the line I was standing right next to the goal with some of the lads that I used to play with up there 40 years ago, who are now the Brixham Ultras, wearing their Hawaiian shirts up there. <laughs> uh, and it was a shot came in from a, a narrow angle wide on the right. Helston defender slid in, cleared it. Uh, the Helston fan stood next to me, said, that didn't even touch the paint. And he's right. Right. It did not touch the and paint. what was the referee or the linesman doing? Linesman saw it. He thought it across the line. The referee... Actually, the, the funny thing about and the, the thing that I love about non-league and well down the pyramid football, referee came across and had a chat with us about it. Did he? We were standing behind the goal. We, were, I mean, obviously, because Brixham had scored, we were quite quietly saying to each other, I don't think that crossed the line. No, I, don't, I don't think it crossed the line either. There was a break in the play and the referee came over and said, well, I, I, can, I can only go on what the linesman tells me. And the linesman tells me it's crossed the line. So we actually had a, a, a briefing from the referee. You put him right during you? the game. We're all standing there going, no, it didn't. But the goal's given. Yeah. And as um, as my old mate Mark at Wall Park says, if the referee says it's a goal, it's a goal. <laughs> so Brixham win 3 1. More good football uh, from the Western League Premier. You get it at Buckland, you get it at Brixham. Um, the draw has been made for the opening games in the Devon St Luke's Bowl. Yeah, one, one's been played actually, I can't remember which one it? it was. Yeah, one's already been played. It's it's almost like a secret tournament this, isn't it? Yeah, it's I difficult to find I doubt fixtures. very much if we play our game. 
Chalky have been drawn away at Ivy Bridge. Yeah. Uh, the games are supposed to be played around about the 26th, 27th I think they've September. got to be played by then. Have they? That's, okay. that's the way it works. Um, so if there's a gap in people's calendars that suits both teams, they're played yeah. whenever. I would imagine that with the small squad, the injuries that we have, no reserve team, unless a youth team is played. There used to be a rule that if you didn't play in your local FA tournament, you couldn't be in the FA Cup. Yeah. That used to be the rule. And then um, it was it was altered slightly so that you could pay a fine. Yeah. I don't think that even exists anymore because Torquay haven't played in it for the last two years, no. I don't think. They, they will probably forfeit that game yeah. at Ivybridge yeah. for the right reasons, I suppose. Uh, Plymouth Argyle have been drawn away at Biddeford. Mm-hmm. Exeter City have been drawn at Crediton. Yep. And the other local teams, Brixham are at home to Plymouth Parkway. Yep, that's Which is being game. played on September the 19th uh-huh. at War Park. Um, Buckland, I haven't written Buckland down. Oh. Why did I have done that? How <laughs> have I not written Buckland down? Oh, what an idiot. But there are other local games yeah. include Dartmouth against Stoke Gabriel and Torbay Police. Yep. Newton Spurs against Torrington. Yep. Sidmouth versus Bovey Tracy. I think that might have been the one that's been played. And Torridge side versus Tinmouth. Oh, it was that one. Okay. It was that one that was played, yeah. and I think Tinmouth won. And Buckland are playing, but I haven't written yeah. anything down. <laughs> Sorry, Bucks. We'll, we'll put that right next week. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was... That was the standard of football at you that You enjoyed level. that, didn't you? It's yeah. very enjoyable. You're right next to the pitch. You can have a pint. You can have a chat with the referee. We had a chat with the Helston goalkeeper, which was all very convivial while the play was down <laughs> at the other end. Actually, it was when the penalty was awarded. We were saying, are you going to let the same bloke take that as took the one in the first <laughs> half? But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's proper grassroots football. Enjoy yeah. it wherever you watch it. Go watch go watch your football at Buckland, Brixham, Dartmouth, Stoke Gabriel, uh, Newton Abbott, Bovey, Tynmouth, all of those places. They'll yeah. be delighted to welcome you they if you're will. not going to play. They will. Is next week's podcast the Tim Sills edition? I think it will be. Yeah. I think it will be. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to grab a chat with Tim. Um, which if I can do that would be great you had a chat with him when he was the manager of uh, ha, ha, is it Hanworthy 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 it was yeah, Hanworthy yeah, yeah. He, uh, Hanworthy and Wimborne are more or less close neighbours I mean, okay. there's only a couple of miles in between them I think so not that so he left Hanworthy and went to Wimborne during yeah. two summers ago or whatever which considering they both played in the same division was a bit of a weird move but but there were, must have been reasons yeah. for it. Wimborne, of course, beat Tiverton in the FA Cup. 1-0, uh, extra time. Yeah. Or not extra time, uh, time in, added injury on. Injury time. Yeah. Uh, so, Wimborne versus Torquay United mm. in the second qualifying round of the FA Cup mm. will be played at Wimborne on September the 16th. We'll keep our powder dry for next week, we but it's going to be a goodie. Wimborne managed by Tim Sills. Uh, the masked man. Ticket information for that one is apparently on the Torquay United website. Yeah, apparently there's 600 tickets available yeah. to Torquay fans. Many. No. It's not many. I imagine they will be selling like hotcakes. So if you want to go to Wimborne, get yourselves Did on the website. hotcakes ever sell like hotcakes? <laughs> I don't know. I mean... I've never been in a situation where hotcakes have been sold. <laughs> no. But uh, who knows? Well, there's one to talk about for next week. Yeah, they'll be selling like tickets for a game between <laughs> Torquay and Wimborne. Who'd have thought? But uh, there you go. Thank you very much for listening. I think we've covered every base. We have. 
Yeah. Uh, next week will be a bit of an FA Cup special. Hoping to grab a word with Tim, but he's a busy man. Let's see if we can let's see if we can grab him before next week's yeah, podcast. We'll have a chat with Gary or Aaron before yeah. that, and uh, we'll be back with. And I, I might have stopped sweating by then. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. I'm having a, 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 a flush. I think. I think you possibly. It's your age, mate. Yeah. It's your yeah, age. Fifties, eh? Thanks for listening. Um, we've been Guy and Richard. We've been in the car park at Seal Hay. We have heard the birds and the tractors and Tomo getting out of the tiny window yeah. of opportunity. You just we... missed that Alan Richardson's in-car disco. <laughs> we did. We will now have to try and get ourselves out of this car park. Yeah, I if... think I've got. A... Mm, You've got that's... a clear run of it, haven't you? I'm not sure. Yeah. If we're not at the game on Saturday at Playmore, we're still trying to get out of the car <laughs> park. <laughs> yeah, and I'm still sweating. Thanks for listening. As ever, we finish. Come, Come on, on, you yellows. yellows. Come on, you yellows Flying high below the Wembley archway sky today Come on, you yellows Confer the pride buckle